G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We want to finish this race of life well. Ecclesiastes 7.8 says finishing is better than starting. As we all know, victory is determined at the finish line, not at the starting blocks. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to keep our eye on the prize. doesn't matter if you start well. It matters if you finish well. And here's the key. You're looking to Jesus. So I think what we really need right now is we need vision. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Most sports fans can recall a game that was won or lost in the very last seconds. That perfectly placed kick basket just before the buzzer, or a last-minute fumble that led to a try. The losing team may have played their hearts out, but it's the final record that counts. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to keep our eye on the final record of our lives. Will we run the race of life to win, or will our testimony get sidelined and ignored? Practical encouragement from Chapter 12 of Hebrews. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I'll come back to that word endurance and talk about it. Looking unto Jesus. Oh, I'd underline that too. That's the key. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and now has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. The word that the author here uses for endurance is from the Greek word hupomone. Now I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. But I've had many people tell me how to pronounce it. I went to a few websites looking at the pronunciation. One website says hoopamoni. Another website says ipamoni. Another website says hoopamone. I don't know. I'm just going to call it true grit. Spiritual grit. Determination. I was speaking with David Jeremiah on the phone the other day and he asked me what I was speaking on. I mentioned it was Hebrews 12 and he says, oh, I just read a great book. It's called Grit. And uh, he explained to me that the author of the book is the daughter of a scientist who frequently noted her lack of genius. She began to research why people succeed in life. Why do some succeed in life while others don't? This included parents, students, educators, athletes, business people. She said the secret she discovered is a special blend of passion and persistence that she calls grit. Grit. So, you know, you may be very intelligent, but you may not have grit. 
You can have passion but not persistence. You can have persistence and no passion. So this epimony or hoopimony or however you pronounce it is patient persistence. And guess what? You know where you get this spiritual endurance that you need to run the race of life? You get it from trials and tribulations. Because in James 1 it says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces true grit or epimony or whatever the word is so it can have its perfect work and you'll be complete and perfect lacking nothing. The testing of your faith. So sometimes you might pray, Lord, I want to be stronger in this coming year spiritually. And a trial comes. A hardship comes. You go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say I want a trial or a hardship. I said, I want to be stronger. The Lord said, exactly. And that's where you're going to get stronger. You see, trials are sort of like God's gym. And God will allow these things so you'll get stronger spiritually. But listen to this. If you want to move forward in this race, you can't look back. You can't look back or live in the past. In Philippians 3, 13, Paul says this. One thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to the things that are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now when he says to forget, forgetting the things that are behind, it does not mean to fail to remember. It means no longer be influenced by or affected by those things. I read an article about what some people in New York City did on uh, New Year's Eve. Someone brought in a giant shredder and people were encouraged to bring whatever they wanted out of their life to throw into the shredder. And many showed up because then they would take all the things that were shredded and put them in a giant garbage truck and it would drive off with them. Uh, one person said, I feel liberated after shoving a photograph of her ex-fiance and his new girlfriend into the shredder. <laughs> Another lady sees the opportunity to banish three unpleasant thoughts. High cholesterol, her high blood pressure, and her bills. Now that's kind of fun, but guess what? Shredding uh, your bills will not make your bills go away, right? So I don't have a big shredder for you today, but I have a great Savior who can help you put your sins behind you instead of having you still controlled by them. It's even better. God says, your sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That does not mean that God is going to have a lapse in memory. It means that He will no longer hold our sin against us. So to forget means we break the power of the past by living for the future. You don't have to be controlled by past failures or sins. One sure way to forget your past is to not repeat your mistakes. <laughs> learn from it. Learn from that fall. As I like to say, learn how to fall forward. Which simply means if you stumble, okay, I don't want to do that again. So I'm going to remember that very difficult lesson I just learned. That's why Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Very simple statement. Remember Lot's wife. Why should I remember Lot's wife? Well, she, along with Lot, was called out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord said, leave this wicked city. And what did he tell both of them? Don't look back. And as they were leaving, she looked back. And by the way, that word for looking back in the original language means it was a deliberate, willful stare. Don't look at this. Oh yeah, I'll look at that. 
And you know, she turned into a pillar of salt. Remember Lot's wife, don't look back. Jesus said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So forgetting the things that are behind and pressing forward to the things that are before. Well, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And he's offering some important encouragement on running our race for the Lord. It's a message called 2020 Vision, Found and Loved. Let's continue. To run this race of life well, And to finish it well, we need to look to Jesus. And by the way, we want to finish this race well. Ecclesiastes 7.8 says, Finishing is better than starting. Doesn't matter if you start well. It matters if you finish well. And so we want to finish this race with joy, as Paul said. And here's the key. You're looking to Jesus. So I think what we really need right now is we need vision. Vision for 2020. Number one, we need vision for our own spiritual life. This means committing ourselves to things that matter. This means opening the Bible every day. Do you do that? You show me a person that's having problems spiritually and I'll show you a person that has closed this book and has been living contrary to it and then ultimately they reap the consequences of it and they scratch their head and ask, why is this happening? Hello? Open the book. Don't close the book. Recommit yourself to the study of Scripture. But also, recommit yourself in church. Be an active part of church. Not just Sunday morning. Find out areas of need in the church and start serving. Because that changes the whole dynamic of attending church. Where you have something that you're doing for God's glory. And there's a great joy in helping others. There's a great joy in serving others. And I would encourage you all to ask the Lord to show you what your spiritual gifts are and start developing them and start using them and be involved. You need a vision for your own spiritual life. Secondly, you need a vision for lost people. Set a goal for this year. Say, this year I want to lead 10 people to Christ. What if I don't meet that goal, Greg? What if I only lead three people to Christ? That's okay. That's still good. That's better than zero. That's better than no goal. Look for opportunities to start evangelistic conversations. I bet you, if you would say today, Lord, I want to lead someone to Christ this year, lead me to do that, that you will see results. Would you dare to pray a prayer like that? And we need a vision for our nation and our world. And we've set a lofty goal, haven't we? Wanting to see 100,000 people make a profession of faith in the next two years or so. Well, Greg, what if you don't reach that goal? What if you only reach 50,000? Ah, it's okay. It's all good. So we're going to do what we can. What if we exceed the goal? It's in God's hands. But through our next crusade, Angel Stadium, and then ultimately uh, the LA Stadium in 2021, and then the release of the Jesus Revolution film, it's going to reach thousands and thousands of people all around the world. And that is not an exaggerated statement that I just made. People are gonna see it when it goes in the theaters and then beyond. And so that's what we're praying for. And we all need to be a part of this. We need that vision to kind of lift our eyes up. Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They're white to harvest. But don't just think of the world. Think of your world. Lift up your eyes and your family. There are people that are ready to come to Jesus. 
Lift up your eyes in your neighborhood. There are people ready to come to Jesus. Lift up your eyes. There are people in our community ready to come to Jesus. Well, why don't they just come to Him? Well, they will, but guess what? God says, how will they hear unless someone preach to them? How beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news of glad tidings. God reaches people through you. You know this. So pray for that vision. So how do we do this? We look to Jesus. That's the key. You keep your eyes on Jesus and that will keep you going in the race of life. And I'll tell you why that's important. Because things happen that can be discouraging when you follow Jesus, right? People let us down. Life doesn't always go the way that we hoped it would go. Tragedies befall us. There's questions that aren't answered. And we say, I don't know. I don't know if I can keep going. Well, who did you sign up to follow? I don't know about you. I signed up, if you will, to follow Jesus. Jesus has always been what he promised to be for me. He's never failed me once. He's never let me down. And guess what? He's the author and finisher of my faith. That means God finishes what he starts. 2,000 years ago, Jesus had his back ripped open by the Roman whip. 39 times he was lashed with it. 2,000 years ago, Jesus picked up that huge cross after he had been whipped and carried it through the streets of Jerusalem. And then they took him to that same cross and they nailed his hands and his feet to it and he hung there. Why did he do it? What kept him going? How could you complete a task like that? The people cried out in unison, crucify him. Let his blood be upon us and on our children. His own disciples were largely in hiding. One of his own hand-picked friends totally betrayed him, Judas Iscariot. How easily he could have said, uh, I'm done here, people. Nobody apparently understands why I've come for this world and, and what I'm about to do, so I'm not gonna do it. But the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. What was the joy set before him? You, me, us. We were the joy. We were the thing that motivated him. He saw what it would accomplish. And that was the joy that kept him going. So he ran his race for us. We need to run our race for him. Some of you might be saying, man, I wish I could forget my past, but it's, it's so bad and it's haunting me right now. Well, you, you can be forgiven of your past. The Bible says God requires that which is past. So if you don't ask God to forgive you, of your sins, you're gonna face the full consequences of your sins. But if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It doesn't say some, it says all. God can make everything fresh and new in your life right now. Oh, it looks so dark and tangled and messed up. I know, but you need a savior. And if you'll come to him, he'll forgive you. So we're gonna pray, we're gonna pray, and I'm gonna extend, as I always do, and I always will, an invitation for anybody that needs Jesus. And if you want Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, and thus know you're going to heaven, respond to this invitation, and if you need to make a recommitment to him, you can do it right here, right now. Let's all bow our heads and pray together. Father, thank you for loving us so much that
you sent Jesus to this earth. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and being born in that manger in Bethlehem, then living a perfect life, and then dying on the cross for our sin, and then rising again from the dead. Now we pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince any person here or listening, wherever they are, of their need for you. Help them to come to you and believe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer about coming to the Lord to find forgiveness of sin. And if you'd like to do that, Pastor Greg would love to help you right now. How can a person know they're going to heaven? Let me say at the outset, I believe I'm going to heaven. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I know I'm going to heaven. You say, Greg, isn't that kind of arrogant? Not really. Because I know this because God has made a promise to me, and I've believed that promise. The Bible says, we write these things to you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. I've believed on the name of the Son of God, thus I know I'll go to heaven when I die. Here's my question to you. Do you believe on the name of the Son of God? Is there any more important issue than that? I can't think of one. So I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer. And this is a prayer where you will be asking Jesus to forgive you of your sin, and you'll be asking him to be your own Savior, friend, Lord. It's a prayer only you can pray. Pray these words if you would. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose from the dead. Jesus, come into my life. I want to believe in you. I want to follow you. I want this relationship with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin and rising again from the dead. And I thank you that you've heard this prayer. And I believe you've come into my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg, we'd love to follow up by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-50-11. Well, next time we consider the life of Enoch, the man who walked with the Lord as it was not, the Bible says, because the Lord took him. He walked with the Lord straight into heaven. We'll learn about the importance of walking faithfully with the Lord tomorrow, same time, right here on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called 2020 Vision, Found and Loved. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 